Like a cool milk from out the toilet. Give me some forest, some bristle, and I'll boil it. This is the Geeks and Mark Podcast, brought to you by Meatwad Bitches. Listen, because we love you. But I also like poo, because, you know, when I eat, I don't digest that shit. I don't even know where it goes. Okay, I love you. Bye. Welcome to the Geeks Amok Podcast, where we dedicate our useless time to bring you juicy bits of geekdom to your unwanting ear holes. Featuring your hosts, Frank, Rob, and Leroy. Relax your sphincters and gird your labias. It's time for the Geeks Amok Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 17 of the Geeks and Mock podcast for July 12th. Woo! Yay! How's everybody doing this evening? My name is Frank, and I am your host, and as always, I am joined by... Rob. Leroy. Joe is uh, currently out right now. He is in <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the wind drops even on a plane, and it goes... I don't even know that fucking song anyway. But yes, Joe's in remote uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma this evening. Uh, we cannot hear him, but you know what? He can actually hear us. So he's going to be providing commentary throughout the episode this evening. Um, and he's already provided some very colorful, colorful commentary so far. <laughs> We've been laughing even before the podcast even started recording. So whenever you hear us kind of just laughing off the cuff, that's probably because Joe said something really funny and retarded. Uh, so we're going to just say whatever he says online. It, it happens. That's the wonderful world of Google Hangouts. <laughs> so, but... Uh, plug of the week. The what? <laughs> the plug of the week. <laughs> yeah. plug of the Google week. Hangouts. Get it. Get it, bitches. Get it. So, uh, so yeah, that's what uh, Joe's got going on. Kurt is not going to be here this week, but he will be here next week. Joe will also be joining us next week and probably subsequent weeks after that. Um, also, next week we do have Justin joining us. Uh, fan of the show. Fan of the show. He also uh, does a lot of blogging for the website, which is www.geeksamok.com. That's G-E-E-K-S-A-M-O-K.com. Are you going to tell me that's a shameless plug? No, that's a good plug. Okay, that's a good plug. <laughs> so today, just to let you wonderful fans know, I am trying to down a bottle of Absolute Vodka this evening. Uh, Absolute <laughs> Vodka. Bottle last week. <laughs> yeah, trying. Well, He's almost done. <laughs> last week was Kettle One uh, Orange mm -hmm. and Mango Snapple Punch, right? Yeah. This week, it's Absolute Vodka and Cherry Snapple Punch. <laughs> And Absolute gets me just fucking giddy, so I'm loving it every which way but up and loose, which is the way my dick is. My dick hole's loose. Your dick hole's loose? <laughs> loose. Damn. Damn. Why, are you gonna, why are you gonna bust my secret, man? I don't know. So I am. 
but uh, yeah, so we had a oh, just like my aunt. See, Joey, <laughs> Joey even agrees. Yes, Joe agrees. Uh, but we had a little bit of a, a cool little introduction there. We were joined by Meatwad of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So if you guys are Adult <laughs> Swim fans, that's a uh, it's been forever since I saw that. Oh, it's such a good fucking show, man. Show. You know, it's been actually named three different things. It's been named Aqua Teen Hunger Force. The second season was uh, Aqua Aqua Patrol Squad Unit One, uh, I think. And then the then the third generation of it was uh, oh fuck, I don't even know. I can't even remember what it was. It was like last year <laughs> when they redid the episodes, redid the season, or redid the series. And they're uh, all called a giant pile of crap. Oh fuck off, dude! That show is amazing. <laughs> I love Shake is my favorite. I just yeah. I can't do an impression of Shake because Dana Carey, uh, the guy who does the voice of Shake, is fucking brilliant. He does voices on Venture Brothers and Aqua Teen. Hi, like Carl. <laughs> oh, Carl is great. Well, the guy who does uh, was it Matt Malero, I think is his name, or is it David Willis? I can't remember one of the two. Uh, well, he does Carl and he does Meatwad. Dave Willis. Yes. It's Dave Willis. Okay, yes. I couldn't remember if it was Matt Malero or not. Uh, but there's a lot of other people that do so many voices on there. Was was I right by saying yes. Dana Carey? Yes. For, for no, Shake? Dana Snyder from Oh, Dana Shake. Snyder. I'm sorry. Carey Means for Frylock. That's where I was getting Yeah, you're mixing up. the two guys yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Frylock doesn't... I haven't heard very much voice acting for him in other things. Because Adult Swim does a lot of like cross-pollination when it comes to like voiceovers and stuff. Uh, it's just like Steve Bloom when it comes to anime. Like, that guy's in every single anime, no matter what. You know, he's done everything from Transformers Animated all the way up to Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. Like, it's, it's just everywhere. It's all fucking everywhere. He was, uh, who was he in Samurai Shampoo? Uh. Which guy is this? Steve Bloom. We'll have to do an IMDb search, but that was one of my favorite besides Ghost in the Shell, is Samurai Shampoo. Samurai Shampoo! Steve Bloom did Mugen. Yeah, Mugen, that's it. Because uh, what's-his-name did Gene. Uh, fuck, I can't remember when did Gene. That's Sorry, I fell name. asleep while you were sucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force dick. <laughs> hey, I will suck the nutsack of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I love it so much. I've got all those fucking seasons on DVD. I wish they came out on Blu-ray so I can get them all, but... And we can stamp it with the Frank Seal Approval, <laughs> newly introduced this week. Frank's <laughs> Seal of Approval. I'm going to take Joe's little creation and make it look uh, like a little better. Well, hey. That's <laughs> Photoshop to it. So there's a little meme of me on our website, www.geeksmock.com. Uh, if you go on there and go into Joe's a review of Transformers, which is very in-depth, uh, you're going to see a little picture of me with my two little thumbs and my and my little Han Solo shirt that says, damn right I shot first. <laughs> but that is Frank's seal of approval. And, um, and yes, that is for the five-star system. Do we need one for all of us? Yes, I think so, Joe. Uh, I think everybody needs their own little meme <laughs> for a rating system. <laughs> I'd love to see Leroy's, though. 
probably have a fucking like dick in his mouth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have he'd have one of those huge pink veiny dildos just wrapped around his lips. Just <laughs> like no, this. I don't like everything like you do. No, I like them black and veiny. You like them pink and veiny, okay? Once you go black, you never go back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't know. Do you? Uh, actually, I do. Is that bad? I don't know, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> We're not friends. <laughs> well, um, since since Joe is kind of tele remote, he's actually got the <laughs> for this week. Uh, Rob, is it that time? And now for today's completely ridiculous fact that is utterly untrue. Awesome! 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 Hey guys, I'm connected via stolen gene seed straight to you. I got it from a dead uh, space marine out here in Oklahoma, and it uh, inherently, for some reason, gave me a huge antenna penis, which allows me to connect straight through the internet wirelessly. Uh, but I also sent some spunk your way. Hopefully, that's coming email for you. You'll be getting it all over your faces. Emailable spunk. That's all I gotta say. Joe, <laughs> fucking brilliant. I'm telling you, I want that spunk all over my face, neck, and chest. Indeed, is right. <laughs> That's so great. Um, hey, Rob, uh, why don't you slide your mic a little bit closer to your mouth? I think it's a little farther away. Well, how close do you want it? Oh, God, I want it in the hole. Get it get it in there. Get it how far down comes. there do you want it to go? I want it to oh. hit the walls of your throat. And they're doing this live, by the way. Oh. They're not even joking. Oh, <laughs> oh, Leroy, show me a mirror so I can finish. Oh! <laughs> if only we had this video recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe says Joe says it's so wrong with the headphones on and his ears are moist right now. <laughs> it's so fucking awesome, Joe. So in other words, you should listen to us in the dark with the lights turned off. <laughs> oh god. Wearing with, headphones. Oh, and with some berry white playing in the background. Some berry oh, white. Yeah. What do you think Joe's doing right now remotely? Yeah. He's he listening started. to Barry White in the background with the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> he started that earlier. Pantless, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, pantsless. It's yes. probably the only. It's probably not the only thing he's missing either. Well, he was distracted earlier while we were talking before the podcast with boobs on the TV, so <laughs> who knows what ejaculate was coming out at that time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's why he's got to email it to us. <laughs> Spunk, spunk, spunk. Email. <laughs> spunk, spunk, spunk. <laughs> Speaking about spunk, um, if you check out our Facebook page this wow. week, I got some good. Uh, I got some good stuff posted up on there. Uh, one of the things that we can't. Oh, hold on, wait. Joe says boobs. Then the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Okay. Now here's a here's a Joe. You can you can add an in on this if you like. Because this is obviously live, so we can tell your 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 puns. But what <laughs> boobs do you like better? Okay, do you like the torpedo titties, the ones that are like like pointy with the with the huge nipples? Do you like orangutan titties, the ones that like flap up against their uh, their tummy but kind of sag a little bit? <laughs> or do you like the clear nipples, the ones that have like nipples that are the same color as the rest of the titty? Those are the best. Oh. 
Those are the best. <laughs> clear nipples. Joe's with me. Yes. Clear nipples. <laughs> Fucking love them. Rob? I'd have to say big and clear nipples. Big and clear. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree. Agree. Uh, Leroy? No preference. Come on. You got No you, preference. You got to have a preference. No, here. you can't. You can't. And uh... don't look at my picture when you're talking about clear nipples and titties. <laughs> oh, You're my preference, Frankie. <laughs> Big titties. With the taco meat nipples. <laughs> Leroy is actually trying to put together a meme of, of my seal of approval while we're talking about tits and nipples. Uh, I was just preloading it. I even that's ready. what she said. Boy, you can Joe also says torpedoes if he needs to have a mixed drink. <laughs> I, I agree because you can stuff those nipples in there and stir just about anything, man. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But yeah, those those clear nipples, mm, that's that's some tasty stuff. But you know, enough of the kind of the, the titty talk. We we get enough of that as is. Um, oh, the, it mixes better as they get colder. Well, sure, because, <laughs> you know, they get harder. That's what she said, too. Ooh, I'm going to fucking roll today. This absolute's got me going. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, boom, boom. That just happened. Shit just happened. It got real. Uh, but this week we got some interesting topics going on. Uh, one thing I kind of wanted to bring up that I've been noticing... A lot more in video games, and Joe and I kind of talked about this today. I had to drive Joe to the airport, uh, and I wanted to bring this up. Product placement in video games and movies. Okay. Now, it's yeah, I think it's getting worse, and that's a problem. I think it's a huge problem. It's a problem for us because we have to see this crappy advertising when we want to go see a movie of our choice. Now... Now, are you talking about the commercials beforehand, or are you no. talking about, like, in the movie itself? Talking about in the movie itself, the actual content of the film that you pay to watch. Or know that the content I, of the video game that you pay to play. I don't really know that I notice as much. Well, I don't really notice it as much, but I know There's a few things about. that are just so blatantly out there that, you know, they kind of shove it into your face, mm-hmm. but... For the most part, there's a lot of product. There's a lot more product placement than we realize. Oh, absolutely! Because we just don't don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Joe brought up a good one today: uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. I seen that one. Yet. He said that. Uh, well, first of all, it drives him batshit fucking crazy, and that's what he's saying right now <laughs> with a whole bunch of expletive deleted. Uh, but. He said that in Amazing Spider-Man 2, there was nothing but Sony product placement. Like, it was everywhere. You looked on the bottom of the by shoe. Sony. Yeah, I know, but you yeah. don't have to, you don't have right. to flaunt it, though, you know? Right. It's almost like in Halo 2, where there was Burger King and, and Mountain Dew. And that's, and you're talking, that takes place in what, the year 2593, <laughs> for Christ's sake? And you're, and you're doing product placement for, Burger King and Mountain Dew. Because they're going to be around that long anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and when it comes to Halo, uh, here's the tangent that we're going to go off. You can always come to the conclusion of, well, why do they still have rocket-propelled ammunition when it's so far advanced in the future that the Covenant are using energy weapons? Why don't we have energy weapons that are portable on ourselves because our ships have them? Like, like it doesn't it doesn't make sense. The ships don't have energy weapons. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They got plasma rifles. No, they, they got don't. Plasmas. No, they don't. Yes, they, they do. have mac cannons. 
They have what? They have Mac cannons. No, those were the orbital defense platforms in Halo 2. That's no. what they were talking about. Yes. No, the yes. original ship that brought Master Chief uh. to the Halo ring had a Mac cannon. Oh, oh we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna check it this fires, out. It fires from between the two forward prongs. That's a forward-facing Mac cannon. <clears throat> I wonder if the UNSC Infinity has uh, energy weapons. I bet you it does. That I think does. See? Uh-huh. Oh, that's oh, correct for once, That's Joe right. Says. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. No, I could have sworn the UNSC Infinity had them. For at least Halo 4, anyway. The Infinity might, but that's because they started to incorporate as the Covenant and the UNSC made a truce. Yeah, the treaty. They started right. to incorporate, you know, co-military uh, technology. So I can see that. But uh, anyways, getting back to the product placement. Anyway, I think it's I think it's a little bit ridiculous. Now, another thing that uh, I don't know if it's not too blatant, it doesn't bother me a whole lot because these are the people that are funding these movies that are wa- that we're watching. Yeah, you know, like look at like Iron Man. Okay, mm-hmm. in his workshop, everything in the workshop is Snap-on tools. Agreed. Yes, uh, it's the tools, the toolboxes, the carts he uses. Everything is Snap-on. I don't really care. I mean, Snap-on's good tools, but they're really expensive. It, so it's yeah. not too hard to assume that, you know, a billionaire Playboy can afford to have an entire garage full of Snap-on. Most of us probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But you know what, though? Even you could admit it was cooler when we actually worked for Snap-on. <laughs> then we saw the product placement. We're all like, yeah, we work for them. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. And now, we, now we're here and we're not working for Snap-on anymore because Snap-on fucking blows dick and balls <laughs> And asshole at the same time <laughs> with a double dong beaver buster shoved in their asshole and acid dripping on their back sweat. Um, but Can you tell how it is, Frank. I'm just saying, that's how <laughs> bad Snap On sucks right now. Uh, I'm a Mac tool guy myself. I don't care for Snap On tools. I think they're way overpriced for what they are. They are very good tools, don't get me wrong, but I just don't care for them, especially for their price point. But anyways, I'm not here to tell you about fucking Snap-on tools. We're talking about product placement. And that's the problem, is that sometimes these movies, let's say, for instance, uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Okay? There was a... Bless you, Leroy. Excuse me. There was a... There was a huge Snap-on product placement in that movie. Yes. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, when they're coming into the nest base... Uh, almost That's as bad as my shameful plugs. Yes, almost <laughs> as bad as my shameful plugs, Joe. Uh, in the beginning of that movie, when everybody is uh, driving into the nest base in DC, you see Snap-on everywhere, right? Now, I th- I don't think it was Tyrese Gibson, his character, but it was somebody else. Uh, they stood next to a Snap-on toolbox, but they went out of their way to make sure that they stayed away from the Snap-on logo. So that you can predominantly see the most expensive toolbox that Snap-on actually offers. Yep. So yep. I, in in my opinion, I think that was shitty of them to do. Now, and like I said, let's get back to uh, Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Joe says that there's a Sony logo right on the bottom of their shoes and everywhere in Times Square. Now, I haven't seen that movie. I really don't. I'm not going to see it until it actually comes out on Blu-ray. And I'll rent it. I didn't go to the theaters for it. Because uh, I didn't like the Andrew Garfield, the first one. I didn't care for it. All except for Emma Stone, because I want to shove it in her fucking butt. Oh, come on. Emma Stone is hot, dude. I, she is. 
Leroy wants her to shove it in his butt. Booyakasha. Booyakasha. So, you know, first of all, that movie just pretty much sucked anyway. There was a, there was a toy that I saw, and I still have the picture of it. I'm going to actually have Leroy post it up on the website, www.geeksmog.com. Uh, it's a toy of the lizard, and I'll show this to you, Rob, after the show. Oh, I'm sure I know which one you're talking about. You don't, you don't want my rant on the lizard right now. I'll do that for a girl later on. Okay, that's fine. But it's uh, or or the Amazing Spider-Man in general. Well, See, no, is this is just, just a also toy. a giant steaming pile of crap. I'm sure it. it, it I'm sure it is. Yeah, <laughs> but this toy has the has the lizard. He's got one hand up. He's got his left hand up in the air, yep. and his right hand covering his dick. <laughs> yep. Did you see that picture? Yep. Yeah, okay, I did show yep. that to you. So, you know, I could care less about that movie, to be honest with you. I like the, the only good thing ones. about that movie was that it was Stanley's best cameo to date. I don't remember it. What was it? He's in the library with the headphones on with the fight going on behind him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. See, that's just kind of showing the proof that I don't care for that movie at all. I just really It's the only good thing in that movie. It was boring. That movie was boring. Well, I turned it off. That's because like three it's not a believable size Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, but you know what was uh, what's his name? Uh, Tobey Maguire Toby was Maguire. more believable as Peter Parker than Andrew Garfield. He was a crying little pansy. Too. That's only in Spider-Man three. Skip three. Look at Spider-Man one and two. Spider-Man two is probably the greatest Spider-Man story told. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, the Doc Ock story. And Tobey Maguire did an awesome job. Spider-Man 3, well, we just don't talk about that. We sweep that under the rug. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Topher, Forget about that. Topher Grace's Venom, that was kind of cool. Uh, I, I, it no. Was, well, Toby, okay. No, because Topher Grace's <laughs> Venom belongs in The Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> okay. Joe says Toby Maguire should have been swallowed. <laughs> From Spider-Man 3? Yes, I agree. Spider-Man 2 was fucking awesome. Yeah. Best story writing, best directing. Period. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the, the Doc Ock scene. Andrew Garfield just sucked. I, I don't like him. Although I do like what him and Emma Stone do when they see paparazzi now. They have those little place cards that they put up in front of their faces. Emma Stone's got the one that says, We know we're in the spotlight, but we have these websites that should be in the spotlight more than us. And they're all charities that deal with real problems like spousal abuse and child care and uh mm-hmm. well, there's a couple other ones in there too but mm-hmm. i thought that was kind of cool how they did that and what does that get them that doesn't get them anything more media attention but but they're getting media attention anyway from the paparazzi so why not actually try and turn that into something good uh, you know? I, I guess I'm pretty cynical when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm sitting there going, eh, this is fake and gay. <laughs> which, is, which is fine, but, you know, product placement in movies is not half as bad as it is in games. I would agree with that. Games, it gets annoying because, mm-hmm. you know, especially um, Fallout had it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, any movie game is just crammed full of it. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the absolute worst of the entire bunch is sports games. Mm-hmm. Because now do they not only have product placement, it updates constantly. 
Yeah, right. All of these streaming boards that are behind on the on the fields or whatever, it updates in real time right, based off of they, what they're trying to promote. Right, because they have to update the rosters in real time, so they mm-hmm. they just kind of pack it on the back end yep. of those roster yep. updates. And and I think they're the worst of the bunch. I mean, I'm seeing, I'm looking at actual pictures of a lot of these really ridiculous product placements in some of these video games, uh, and one of them is in a. I don't even know what video game this is. Um, it's you know, a motocross game that's got an order now from dominoes.co.uk. Like, right, like seriously? Yep. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stoners that play games. Stoners, I'd say, make up at least 40% of the gameplay demographic, okay? Probably. Uh, so you know that if they're playing these games and they see something for Domino's, they're going to get fucking hungry and they're going to order it. <laughs> Domino's. And, you, you know, know, I understand product placement. These are the people that are paying for this stuff. You know, they pay to put the money into this game and stuff, so they want to get their money back out of it. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for product placement because they want people to come and buy their products and make money. Sure. I understand that. That's the way business works. But... There's a certain point at which it becomes just whoring it out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and don't get me wrong. I am all for sponsoring these things because, let's face it, if it wasn't for these sponsors, we wouldn't have a lot of the stuff that we have today. Yes. So, so yes, there is a certain amount of homage that you could pay to these people, I guess you can say. But when it gets overly excessive... It gets annoying and it gets disrespectful. Yes, to I be agree. honest with you, it it, it kind of makes fun of the gamer when there's way too much to to product place. Joe says I don't pay an arm and a leg for commercials. That's true. I, I agree yeah. with that too. Yeah, I don't know. Is, that's right. You pay for cable. Uh, yeah, but it kind of it kind of pays itself off though with the premium channels though. Mm, if you if still pay for commercials. I mean, yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I pay for cable too, but I'm just saying you pay for commercials. But you know what? You you also pay for Hulu as well, and you get ads there as well. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing yeah. Out there. Well, they're getting worse and worse, man. Not in all of them, but yeah, you do get. They're playing ads. more and more on the popular shows now. The yeah. More releases. Mm-hmm. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, they sure are. But That's why I started Hulu to begin with, because they didn't have as many commercials. Joe says and... that games and movies are premium content and shouldn't have commercials in it. No, because you're paying a ticket price to go see that movie. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, in Transformers: Age of Extinction, I don't know that there was a lot of product placement in that. Well, there was a, there was a couple instances where we all kind of looked at each other because we all saw it at the same time, and there was a couple instances where we looked at each other and said, "Really?" Like, I think there was an axe ad in there, wasn't yeah. there? Like a huge fucking billboard that stayed on the screen. Well past the action point, and it was just blatant and utter product mm-hmm. placement. Like, if you don't see this, you're a dickhead. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different when you go up to, let's say, a Resident Evil game, and you come up to a cafeteria and you see Coke, you see Pepsi, vending Coke, machines. Coke's really bad at product placement. I'd say probably Coke and Sony are the worst. Sony is in their movies. They are. In their yes. movies, they're terrible. In other movies, they're not as bad. I think the best the best thing that actually made fun of product placement was Wayne's World. You remember the original Wayne's World? <laughs> where where everything was just 
We don't settle down for product placement. We don't bow down to these major corporations yep. as he's holding a Pizza Hut box and taking a piece out. Yep. And yep. Garth is just sitting there with a full Reebok outfit on, you know, shoes, yep. hat, everything. Yep. And he's like, what these sponsors really don't know is we're just normal people, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you're sporting a fucking Reebok outfit. I mean, it was it was so great making fun of the irony of product placement yep so but i mean even mcdonald's is starting to get bad i've seen some ads in their stuff or in in different games and their stuff i actually saw mcdonald's and yeah. uh, ad in deus ex the newest one the newest iteration uh, human evolution yeah i thought that that actually worked with the story though mm. To be honest, I didn't play it enough to to, no. to see what the story is. No, I put a lot of time into into Deus Ex. I haven't. I thought a lot of time yet. being. I put. Uh, I probably put about ten hours into it. It's a lot of time for Deus Ex. It's a it's a huge game, dude. <laughs> huge game. I've got it for PS3 and 360. Uh, you can actually go. Pick I only it up played it for ten hours, but I have it for two different systems. I do. I've got a lot of I've given it to my seal of approval on both systems. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I would give it my, my frank seal of approval for the PlayStation 3, actually. It runs so much better on that machine. It, it's, yeah, it's if you can so get past better. the load screens and the lag and... Well, if you if you load it up, or if you, I mean, if you load it in. The 360 wasn't as bad with the load screens, because if you installed it, it was much better. It was kind of like, uh, you know, Lego uh, Lego Marvel. Mm-hmm. You know, you installed it and it was a hell of a lot better. Um, in fact, I don't think I think there was product placement in that too. Uh, well, it's a Lego game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't see product placement in Harry Potter because that takes place in a fictional universe. Well, obviously, all of them do. But, but it's a Lego game. It's a giant product placement to begin yeah, with. Yeah, it's all Lego. <laughs> it's a product placement in and all by itself. But it's something that we all lo- we all love and enjoy, and it's. You know what? You can you can make that argument with you remember the Sneak King games? Yeah, the Burger King games. Oh, Burger God. King games. Oh. I still have them. Do you really? Yeah. Holy shit, those were terrible. Oh my god, there's a horror. There's a Sneak King and there's some little racing games Bumper, or something. Uh, Bumper, yeah, Bumper cart Bumper or cart something. Too. And then there was another one. Pocket racer. It was a pocket racer. Yeah. I think Venom. so. Oh, was, they were so terrible. There was three of them. I know it there was, was three. So so terrible. But they were fucking funny though. That that king, that Burger King, Robot Chicken did a skit on that <laughs> where the, where the the CEO of Burger King was sleeping and he heard somebody downstairs, right? So he gets up and he yeah. kind of goes over to the he goes over to the stairs and he's like, "Hey, who's down there? Who's down there?" And this king just peeks his head out of the corner and it's and it's somebody dressed up in the king outfit with the helmet on and stuff. Yep. And he gets freaked out and he shoots him. <laughs> Turns out he takes off the helmet and it's, it's, it's his son. <laughs> He's like, why God? I was only two weeks away from bringing out the newest double burger from Burger King. <laughs> so they like did their own commercial within it. So that was kind of Yeah, Piker, uh, Pocket Bike Racer, Sneak King, and Big Bumpin'. The Big Bumpin', that yeah. was it. Yeah, that had a whole bunch of mini games yeah. in it. That wasn't uh, that wasn't like Sneak King. Surprisingly, those achievements were a lot of achievements for those games. Yeah, there and they were all online achievements. I hate online achievements. Were they all online? So you can't even yes. get them anymore no. then. No, they shut those online down. achievements, man. Mm. Don't get me started. 
<laughs> well, who's the who's the biggest online achievement horror game? That's got to be Halo. No, they yep. have they're like fifty fifty with achievements. Yep. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Mm. Call of Duty because it starts off at about. 40, 60, no. and then the DLC comes out and they just rape you with online the, achievements. I know Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original one, was all offline achievements. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Because I got them all. But that's the only one. Because I got them all, right. Mm-hmm. And then every DLC that comes out, it's all multiplayer mm-hmm. achievements. That was yeah. one of the hardest achievements for me. But uh, another one of the big... Fucking airplane game. <laughs> shit, right? I, I still haven't I spent at least yet. two, three hours on that nonstop <laughs> straight. <laughs> It's fucking hard to do. I'm not a timing like like gotta do it this way. It's like I oh, I hate timed missions. I'm a running gunner. I'm not a fucking gotta fucking throw a smoke grenade. Then I gotta go around the corner. It's like it was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Another one that's getting into the uh, unfortunate product placement game is KFC. They had a big, huge Guitar Hero campaign way back in the day. Yeah, Guitar yeah. Hero. The Guitar Hero. What was uh, that game band. again? And they are coming out with a new... Rock Band is coming out with a new yeah, one for the new system. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah, PS, uh, PS, PS4 and Xbox One are going to be getting some peripherals. New Rock Band. Some new Rock Band. So yeah, that's, uh, that's not going to be doing out. that again. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it. <laughs> I want to get it. I'm not going to be doing that again. fucking Rock Band, man. That, but, so, but the problem was is that you'd play it for so long... And then you'd find out that no one else is playing it, so you'd put it down and forget about it. And when you go and try and trade in your guitar peripherals, no one wants them. Right. Because there's because so they already have 40 of them in the back room. Exactly. <laughs> and most of the time, the fucking guitars didn't work. The strum bars were broken. The whammy bars were all torn up and weird. You know, the buttons were all sticky. And let's face it, we all know why. Why are they, why are they sticky, Leroy? I don't want to know why they're sticky. <laughs> 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 why are you asking me? Yeah. I'm, I'm saying because it's because people spill pop on them. I'm not uh, saying anything. I mean, come on. <laughs> what do you, where do you think I'm going with this, Leroy? Who spills pop on their controllers? Who doesn't? Like I've I don't. Got, I've even got pop in my controllers. I don't eat it all. My controllers are out. Uh, sometimes I'll actually pour soda with the controller sitting next to it, and like the the the, fur, the fuzz will come off the top of it and kind of settle. Yeah, in. I don't. I well, don't you're a slob. Have food so. at all, man. You're not a slob. Shut up. All right, so I like my spunk. Just I'm not a slob. Yeah, yeah. I don't have food at all anywhere near my controllers. Uh, sometimes I can't help it because my kids take my controllers and they'll take them into the kitchen, grab something to eat, like. You're when I'm not here, obviously. When I'm at work, so, you know? so first it was so first it was you pouring soda. <laughs> now it's the kids. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's both. Yeah, it's both. Oh, dude, I, I've got I've got a six year old and an eight year old, and anyone out there with kids knows that sticky hands go everywhere. Yes, <laughs> tell me about they it. They get everywhere. <laughs> No matter what they touch, their, their hands can look clean, but they'll take one finger and touch one button on that controller. Next thing you know, you got smegma all over the whole fucking thing, mm-hmm. and you didn't even touch it. So I can't tell you how many times I've come home to my controllers just filled with junk. Because if you're a dishwasher, then I'm <laughs> <laughs> unscrew them, take out take out the electronics. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had to do that a couple of times with my PlayStation controller because. My oldest, no, they don't spunk. <laughs> I don't spunk them. I spunk my TV remotes because those are the ones uh, that are next to me while I'm trying to fap and I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to like bend and get the right angle, right? Because my dick is so small, so I'm like, 
I'm, I'm trying to grab the shaft at the same time, but then, you know, in porn, nothing ever goes right. So when you when you try and look for the scene that you actually want to jerk off to, you you got to have the satellite controller next to you, so you've got that 30-second fast-forward button after you record it. So, but, okay, so you're sitting on the couch, right? You're playing with it a little bit. Oh, it's going good, right? You're, you're flicking the head a little bit. Ding, ding, ding. You're getting in the mood, right? Flicking the balls a little bit, playing with the taint. And we're off again. Yes, we are. Um, so you've got the satellite controller next to you, but then this this lull comes on the porn movie, right? Where they're just like she's sucking his knob, and that's that's not hot. That's not hot. So so you kind of fast forward a little bit, and then you see anal. That's not hot either. So you you kind of pass by that, right? You don't want <laughs> shit on your dick, so you, you you kind of pass by that. But then you get to the good part where she's spread eagle, and her fucking flower is just standing right at you, right? So you're you're kind of. You're going at it, right? You're getting there. It's feeling good. And all of a sudden, it goes onto the dude's face, and you're all like, <laughs> So then you try and use your, your controller to fast forward a little bit. Okay, then you get to a better part. They're doing doggy style. Okay, this is better. This is better. We're going again. We're going again. This is good. Next thing you know, he pulls out and smacks his dick. <laughs> Fucking, what the hell, man? I want to finish, but this ain't good. So, okay, so you go back a little bit, and now they're doing reverse cowgirl. Okay, so that's even better. All right, so then you're ready. Wait, okay. weren't you relating this to your controllers being dirty? Yes, and this, this is where I'm why they're dirty. This, this is, this is where I'm <laughs> so you, you're going, and it's going good. Okay, they're doing reverse cowgirl. Oh, she's switching now. She's turning towards him and just doing regular on top. But, man, that ass is just bouncing up and down. It's great. It's great. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you end up getting it on your face, neck, and chest, but then also you remember that your controller was in your other hand, and you look at it, and there's a huge wad of smegma right smegma. on it. Smegma. <laughs> because when you spunked, it just went everywhere. <laughs> so now your juices are seeping into the controller buttons. So I watch girls only porn. There's no guys. <laughs> yeah, but even then, there's still lull in that porn too. I don't want to fucking hear him talking. There's no dudes and girls only porn. No, I'm not saying that there is. Oh. But there's still lulls though. I don't want to see a tongue going in an ass. I don't want to see anything near an ass. I'm not ass play. I don't like that. Well, that's so you. you gotta... <laughs> okay, so you mean to tell me? Let's not talk about it. Just no, we're going to. No, you brought not. it up, motherfucker. I didn't bring up anything. No, you brought no. it up. You just, you just said everybody's a little different. Yeah. I'm so sauce. you mean to tell me everybody. that you would stick your tongue where shit comes out of? Like you know for a fact. That that bitch, before she got in that lesbian scene, she ate a whole fucking roast beef sandwich. <laughs> she went to Portillo's and she got a big beef dipped uh. with, and, and, and a jumbo dog with no sport peppers. Okay? And you're gonna tell me that you're gonna be going in there like, oh yeah. I was just gonna say, Joe says, life is about risk. Life is about risk. <laughs> I don't want to taste Portillo ass. You're not okay? tasting anything. <laughs> How do you know she didn't fart before your tongue well, got down? Well, you would know. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I don't stick my tongue in ass. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you don't risk it all. You don't stick it in. Do you? Do you realize? Just look around the rim, <laughs> dude. That's where all the shit sits, man. 
Like, what if she didn't wipe good enough? <laughs> you look before you do it. <laughs> but in the heat of the moment, you're all like, uh, 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 and then... And then, and then all of a sudden, your tongue kind of wanders to the taint. Like, okay, so, so you're I know looking, a guy. you're looking, you're looking puss, right? A guy. <laughs> I know a guy that had a bad experience. Oh, tell us! I gotta so hear this. I gotta he hear has this. a tattoo by his by his junk saying "No fat chicks allowed" <laughs> because the one girl that he was, you know, eating her ass out had shit nuggets <laughs> sticking to her ass <laughs> and toilet paper nuggets. <laughs> All bundled together because she didn't wipe good enough. Oh no! But now he's, he has a thing like no fat chicks. <laughs> Fuck that, dude! I, oh. Pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> Joe says, "Dude's underwear looks like he has been mud wrestling yeah. after about ten seconds." <laughs> that is true. Women are not like men. Well, not all women. Yeah, but I mean, you know, okay, so you're in the heat of the moment, and you got the vag right in front of you, right? So you're licking, everything's going good. And then all of a sudden, she pushes your head down. You know what she wants you to do. She wants you to lick her asshole. So you're going near the taint, and then she decides to do a 69 on you, which is just fine, because you're getting blown at the same time, so it's a win-win. But she starts, she sits on your face. Well, guess what? You're licking her puss a little bit, and then you kind of move up a little bit, because at this point, the brown eye is above your eye line, so you've <laughs> got to move to get to right to the right angle. Um, and Joe says, I say that, uh, I say that means she owes me, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, fucking after that, she owes you big time. But, so then you, you you're, the brown eye, as you're pushing her ass down, right, so you can get up to the brown eye, it passes by the tip of your nose, and all you smell is the fucking corn that she ate three days ago. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you do in that situation? Do you push her off while she's blowing you? Do you wipe it gently and then start licking? Or do you just not kind of do anything and, and play like your fingers? I've never had that experience. You just kind of so. do one of these. Like a little, you spend way too much time thinking about this. Yeah. I never had a bad experience. Like I told that. you this vodka gets me a little goofy. So uh, anyway, yeah. back on topic: product placement, <laughs> tampons, <laughs> Tampax, the king of reds. Get your nose, Get your nose dirty. Sanitize after, <laughs> Joe. God, I love you. Oh. Uh, all right, well, enough about our tangent on porn and shit. Our tangent. <laughs> my our tangent. tangent. Apologize, my tangent. Well, now all you know how I stand on anal licking. <laughs> like, it's gross. You know, I and when I'm writing the book about Frank, you know, I, the, the first thing I put in there. Pervert. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit I'm a fucking pervert, dude. Oh, God, fat guys are always perverts. <laughs> Always perverts. I am lucky enough to have one of the best wives on the face of the planet. Her name is Amy, and she puts up with my shit. She puts up with my fucking collection that's all over the house. <laughs> you know what she did actually the other day, and I'm so proud of her for doing this. We're getting new carpet in our house, and time. <laughs> yeah, no shit. The dog for my fucking ten pound Chihuahua is like shit and pissed all over the house. <laughs> yeah, it is the dog. It ain't me shitting in my own house. I shit in the bathroom. Well, the people the, that the clean up the after Chihuahua the dog. Part. Yeah. <laughs> the what? So the problem is the Chihuahua part. Hey, don't make fun of my Jays. And the problem is the cleaners. Dude, I can make fun of your Jays. 
<laughs> I put up with enough verbal abuse from that dog to yes, last you me do. for like the next ten years. <laughs> every, time, every time Rob comes over, that dog just doesn't stop fucking barking at I just want to punt for like twenty minutes. Yeah, right. Until you give her a treat, and then she's kind yeah. Of then like as soon as I give her a treat, she's like, oh, "Okay, we're friends now." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll shut up. Maybe that's why she barks at me. Thinking I'm gonna give her a treat. Yeah, Leroy's just like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Well, I'm gonna give rat. her a treat. Fucking <laughs> 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 nice shoe shine. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, Amy, my wife, I'm waiting she... for Frank to start painting your toenails. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no, that would be Amy to do that. She bought her a pink fucking leash. I'm like, really? It's a dog. <laughs> like, come on. The leashes are leashes. But at Actually, the same time... I like the color-coded leashes they have now that are starting to come out. That say oh. that whether or not your dog's good, like approachable, or yeah. yellow for be cautious, or red Aggressive. for don't come near. Yeah, which well, that's good though. I didn't. Yeah, I agree. Different. I think it's great um, because that kind of would have saved my son from the uh, unfortunate dog bite that he got uh, this past week. Yes and no. I mean, she could have put a green leash on a dog anyway. And, yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, but anyways, yeah, kind of sounded like that lady's a moron to begin with. Oh, she totally is. <laughs> yeah, basically, my my son just went up to a dog and went up to an owner and said, "Hey, may I pet your dog?" And the lady said, "Yes." Well, it turns out the dog wasn't very nice and just fucking bit his hand. Like, <laughs> we had to take him to the ER because his fucking hand or his finger was all swollen and shit, and it was really nasty. Maybe he didn't like your out. punk son. <laughs> oh, wha- oh, what? <laughs> just kidding, dude. That's my boy, man. <laughs> Oh, my boy, I, will, Blue. I am not Puerto Rican. I will cut a bitch. <laughs> I will cut a bitch. I'm just kidding. Well, you so do have Calvin running around I'll your shoot house. a bitch. Calvin? Yeah. Who's Calvin? You Calvin? mean Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. Which one? Ryan or Frankie? Ryan. Ryan? Frankie's starting to outgrow Calvin a little bit. Ryan's still pretty much Calvin. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is my six-year-old, and Frankie, uh, my junior, he's eight. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, he is. I, he's what? start. He's starting to grow up out of the out of the Calvin stage. Ryan's just coming into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you're right. But uh, no, my you know my wife, I love her. Uh, but we're getting new carpet in my house, and she actually took my transformers that I had on top of the DVD cabinet. You know how many transformers I had up there? I had like had ten like, of them. Uh, there was eight. a lot of them. Yeah, like eight up there. Eight, eight to ten of them. And uh, she gently put them in the box and put it in my toy room. She took some of the stuff that was on my computer desk, like my Tron cycle and all my autograph figures that I had on the wall. She actually <laughs> took off all my uh, McFarlane Aliens vs. Predator toys off my shelves that I had up above my computer table. Yeah. And she gently put those in boxes, too, because I came home and I saw that shit gone. I'm like, what the fuck did you do with it? Because <laughs> those... It. You're moving out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like handing me a box saying, here you here go, you go. <laughs> bye <laughs> Um, the your box is already out by the street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a sign on it that says free. free. <laughs> and I already jumped by and collected it. <laughs> you, know, you know how hard it was for me to get my hands on that alien queen for that fucking sign? Holy crap! And you yeah. take it out of the box. It was already out of the box when I got uh, it. I, I opened all those McFarlane figures. They're, they're Do I have to spend keys. so much money on that, those toys? McFarlane figures are awesome mm-hmm. if, you can get a, if you can get one that's made right. Some yeah, of them, some you, are wonky. Yeah, sometimes you take them out of the box. Like uh, I've got a Hicks from Aliens, mm-hmm. McFarlane Hicks. And if you go to move, when I went to go move his arm to put the pulse rifle in his hand, his arm just snapped right off, and I barely put any pressure on it whatsoever. 
Yeah. It was just like a thunk, and it just came right out. It's almost like sometimes the rubber that they use for their joints is not, you know, it's it's in there so stiff that when you try and move mm-hmm. it, it just it separates itself and it breaks. Yeah. So that was the only shitty part. But I put a little super glue up there. It's under his shoulder pad, so you really, you can't even tell anyway. So it's it's perfectly fine. But it took me a long time to collect those aliens versus predator McFarland figures. There was four. Five of them. Yeah. Five of them total. Uh, no, four of them. Those Sorry, are the bigger ones. Yeah, they were the bigger ones, yeah. But it was the set where the Alien Queen and uh, Scar Predator came separately, but the base is connected. Yep. So this Predator was looking up, and it was kind of weird when you didn't have the Queen because he's looking up at nothing. <laughs> You're all like, what the fuck is this Predator looking at? It's when you sat on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and have him look at mine. Duke. <laughs> so, but when you connect the alien queen to it, her her jaw is like right by his head, and it actually looks pretty badass. Uh, but it took me a long time to collect those, and if there's a piece broken off it, man, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. <laughs> Shoot a bitch. <laughs> uh, one of them that I'm really I, is one of my favorites. Actually, is from the end of Aliens vs Predator. Where the elder predator is kind of standing in the back after the one predator that they got alive dies on the table, mm-hmm. and it's his and it's his burial uh, burial table, and the toy is of the predator just laying there mm-hmm. with a predalien coming out of his chest. It's like yep, from the very last scene. In the movie. Yeah, uh, that one's pretty badass because the elder predator has got so much equipment with him. He's got like two staff. He's got all his blades, and his fucking headdress is real nice, and yep. just absolutely love those figures. Um, but nowadays, they've come out with some of those that are just so fucking expensive. They got those two packs now. Well, a lot of the toys, like the regular priced ones, are just so cheap now. Not like the way they used to be. Oh no, it used to be you could get good toys for a good price and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's just gotten so cheap now. I mean, look at like Transformers. You know, you have non-transforming Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which that fucking pisses me off. Yeah, action figures now. Yeah, yeah, it makes me mad. And then, okay, so I was looking uh, at the Comic-Con uh, toy exclusives, right? They mm-hmm. announced a full list of Comic-Con toy exclusives. Uh, the newest one is the Transformers Creon class of 1984 figure set. I did see that. Yeah, lo- that does look kind of cool. Um, but yeah, in the figures, one color schemes in it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But in the figures, they have the Star Wars vintage jumbo ATAT driver. Mm-hmm. That has no articulation. It's a five point articulation. So his yeah. arms move, mm-hmm. his legs move, and his, his head. head swivels a little bit, but he's got a helmet on, so it doesn't do it that much. Right. But that's it. It's not poseable. It just kind of stands there. Well, that's the. Same thing for the Firefly figures. They're doing a repaint on the Firefly figures. Mm-hmm. Well, that right there, they're doing a they're doing a recreation of the Kenner twelve inch figures that they came out with back in seventy eight. Yeah, so well, it's just like a flashback to them. They also have the Invisible Predator reaction figure, mm-hmm. and it's he's all clear and everything with like the green splatter on and everything. But again, five point articulation. Yeah. You know, that seems to have gone back to it after, you know, McFarlane kind of revolutionized everything with his hyper-articulated figures. You know, we're kind of going back to the five-point articulation, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of sad. Well, those aren't as fun. Yeah, granted, they're not as fun. Um, but here's one thing, and we're going to kind of touch on vintage just a little bit, and then we're going to go on another topic because I wanted Rob to explain this next topic. But 
<laughs> I always was kind of weird about Star Wars figures and G.I. Joe figures. All right. Now, I collected both. I've been collecting both for many, 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 many years. And I never understood the fact that why didn't, and I can kind of see why they didn't at first, but why didn't Star Wars go with the original G.I. Joe style figure? Where it had so many points of articulation, it was held together by those black rubber bands. Mm-hmm. You know, the the biceps actually had swivels on them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there were so many different poses you could do on a G.I. Joe figure. And I'm talking about the vintage G.I. Joe. We're mm-hmm. talking 83, yep, the 84, ones. the 3 and 3 quarter inch. I'm not talking <laughs> about 12 inch. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand when Star Wars came out, they came out first with the 3 and 3 quarter action figures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Micro Man. That's the bigger dolls. That's the bigger dolls. Well, no, no, no. The twelve inch were the bigger dolls, but the three and three quarter inches. The oh, the little small canner ones. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, now, uh, Micro Man was the basis for the GI Joe figures. Okay. Yes. Why didn't G? Why didn't Star Wars take over that? I mean, can't you see? Wouldn't it be awesome to have a stormtrooper that had so much articulation like a G.I. Joe figure? Yeah, That'd be fucking I agree. awesome. So why didn't they just go over that? Why didn't they Because it was cheaper to put out the five point articulations. Yeah. And that, and that's where the I G.I. Joe's yeah. they didn't do they did they didn't do as many of them as they did of the Kenner figures. The Kenner figures they just did you know, probably millions of production. Oh yeah, yeah. The G.I. Joe figures weren't that Numerous. At one time, there was 121 different Star Wars figures mm-hmm. because uh, they called it, they called these card backs. One of the most expensive, actually, uh, three of the most expensive figures to get in the Star Wars line, the Star Wars Vintage line, is a Darth Vader 121 back, double telescoping lightsaber, a Luke Skywalker 121 back, double telescoping lightsaber, and a Jawa, the vinyl caped Jawa, mm-hmm. 121. The movable cape and everything. Yes, but no, but it was a vinyl cape. It wasn't cloth mm-hmm. because the vinyl cape was the first production run. Yep. So I mean, to find a a, a mint on card vinyl figure Jawa, they're like five grand easy. Like yeah. Those things are fun. That's almost like the holy grail of Star Wars collecting. Besides any character from the Star Wars droids. TV series, like those are those are the really rare ones. You can't find those for less than a couple grand a piece. So I don't even touch those fucking things. Yep. Leroy is getting really tired of me listening us talk about fucking Star Wars figures and shit. Uh, but speaking about Star Wars, you came across something, Rob. I'm still gonna get tired now. <laughs> yeah. And I want to hear more about this. What did you uh, What did you come across this week? Well, in addition to video gaming, I also like tabletop gaming. I have a couple of friends that are really big into it, and um, I'm starting to get into the Star Wars X-Wing Miniatures game. Mm-hmm. It's a tabletop game. It uses the D20 die, you know, and, and things I'm like that. D20 for my <laughs> dexterity so I can put my hotkeys on my keyboard. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a big tabletop gaming, but the unique thing about this is you play with little miniature ships, they're one two hundred seventieth scale, so they're all scaled properly. They're all scaled to each other. Um, they're hyper detailed, so even the tiny ones, like the X wings, are maybe 
two inches, two and a half inches long. Okay. Uh, from uh, stem to stern. And I love it when you say that. <laughs> stem to stern. <laughs> stem to stern. That's right. <laughs> Um, I want you to so it's a, it's a total of, stem to stern. you know, about two and a half inches. Um, and then you can get expansion packs. The The base corset with all the stuff that you need to play the game comes with one X-Wing, two TIE Fighters. But the, even these tiny ones are hyper-detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, enough so that people collect them. They don't even play the game. They just collect the ships. To make different dioramas and stuff, but I'm I'm starting to get into that, and I'm going to get some of the expansion packs. They have like um, a Slave One expansion pack. They have the Tie Defenders, the Tie Phantoms, the E Wings. Uh, the coolest thing is some of the big capital ships are starting to come out with. They have uh, Tanta V Four that at one two hundred seventieth scale. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Wait, say that again. Tanta V Four. No, it's not. Ta- it's Tantiv. Tanta V4. It's a Tanta V4. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go I ahead. believe in the Clone Wars, they called it the Tanta V. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> there so we go. <laughs> do, they have, do they have a Death Star that's like a globe? <laughs> no, no, no super capital uh, ships yet. No, custom built ones? There's a custom built, yeah. Um, so awesome. for official from the game, the biggest ship they have is the Tantive. Oh, yeah, I heard it right here. <laughs> the Tanta V4. Um, but it, it runs, it, it's about 14 inches long. So it's, like I said, it's scaled to the same size as the X-Wings. My penis. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you wish. I'm just kidding. It's actually the Well, X-Wing Frank, if size. that's your penis, then my penis is the super star destroyer that sits three feet long on the floor. Damn. <laughs> Kudos. Touche. Move along. Uh, <laughs> now, this game is so popular, people will make custom builds for it. Like, the official game is only on five waves and doesn't have a lot of capital ships yet. But people have custom built capital ships to that scale to play with. Including one that I just saw recently. It was a Super Star Destroyer. It was the Executor. And it was like three feet, six inches long. You know, and the, and they'll set them up and they'll play them. Mm-hmm. So I'll get a little bit more into it. I'll put some pictures up, you know, after I get my set and I start pulling it out and everything. Well, one thing... <laughs> Joe says he plays with his capital ship every night. <laughs> so do well, I. I do too, Joe. That's why, like I said, you know, but three my, feet long on the floor. But mine <laughs> crashes into the Death Star every single time. <laughs> Booyah! Um, and we were actually well, if you have a at... two-meter-wide port that you're going for there, that's <laughs> not say, a very hard target. I was going to say, your vagina is the size of a Death Star? Hot dog down a hallway. No, 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 no. I got out of that. Hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> that was me throwing the hot dog down the hallway. No, no we talk no, about no. punch fucking so much. You've got a lot to practice at it. <laughs> uh, no, we were looking at some pictures earlier of some of this stuff, and they've got some really, really cool pictures of your wife's vagina. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I got those. <laughs> okay. Oh, Can you show them to well, me. Right. Right. See them like a month. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were looking at some pictures before the cast, and there, man, there are some really creative ideas that people put out there. Um, there's They'll like start some customizing a paint job. Yeah, you saw the ones with the lights. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fact, a couple of these, uh, somebody put lights in the back of the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. in, the, in the engines there. Um, it's and, actually an LED strip that they put in yeah. that runs off of a tiny circuit board and a watch battery. And somebody else put uh, two 
uh, yellow LEDs in the back engines of an A-wing because we know yep. that the A-wing engines are yellow. I mean, they show off yellow, uh, yellow hue. Yep, yep. Uh, but there was also one that I kind of brought Incidentally, up too. that's because of the higher fusion in those engines that makes them faster. Oh, good. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> Kudos on that. Yeah. Uh, we brought up another fact, too, that uh, with size comparison, the Lego Whoa. Star Destroyer... Whoa. No one's doing size comparisons. <laughs> Whip it out, Leroy. I want to see that shit. <laughs> Leroy's probably about the size of the driver of the X-Wing. Ooh. Probably. No, that's me. Probably. That's me. He's actually probably one of the wings. Uh, but Joe says, these aren't the droids you're looking for, so Leroy's about that surface. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leroy does have a report for us on the surface. Speaking of surfaces. Do I? I don't know. I think so. We well, were we talking could, we about could... your toy that you brought home. <laughs> we um, could talk about that in our little tech speak. Do you want us to scratch the surface? <laughs> no. Do you want my R2-D2 dome to pierce your surface, Leroy? <laughs> Do you want my X-Wing to throw my proton torpedo down your no. two-meter hole. Just keep talking about your Star Wars miniatures. Do you want me to use my Death Star laser to blow up your planet? Do you want me to ignite my lightsaber in your fucking wampa arm? No. Do you want me to salute you with my lightsaber? Do you want me to put a metal medallion around your neck and do autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or are you the Wookiee that doesn't get a medal? <laughs> oh! <laughs> boom! <laughs> My dick's like R2-D2's dome. Shit comes out of it that I have no clue what it does. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. Anyway, so I'll update with uh, photos and uh, an article about it once I get the core set and have a chance to actually get my hands on it and look at it. You know, I'm I'm actually really excited about this because I might kind of, I think I might actually buy one or two of these just to kind of see what they are. And and the problem with me is I'm a completionist, so Mm -hmm. if I get one, I'm going to have to get all of them. Like, it's going to piss me off if I don't. And that's the problem. That's why I kind of don't want to get into it because I know that I'm going to want to get all of these models. Uh, but the one that we were talking about earlier was the Lego the Lego Star Destroyer that came out, the Ultimate Collector Series that came out a couple years ago. Uh, it looks like that would actually be in scale with some of these X wings or with with some of the with these with these figures. So I mean, you know, in, in fact. Uh, it, it is almost in Joe scale. says you're a selective completionist. Selective completionist. Well, yeah, I guess you can say that. I mean, there are... price. Yeah. What you can I, afford. Of course. I mean, I'm not made of money, so... No. There are some things that I can't afford <laughs> to buy. There are some things that I can't afford to buy. Like, I don't buy Legos anymore. I don't buy the Lego Star Wars anymore. Because they're so fucking expensive, it's unreal. It's not even that. Um, I won't buy them anymore because they tone down the uh, sets. Mm. <clears throat> you don't get giant, huge, to-scale sets anymore. You get the tiny little miniature Death Star with the little Lego platforms that you can stick, you know, Benny the astronaut in. (laughs) (laughs) Spaceship! Spaceship! Come on, guys, don't you want to build a spaceship? (laughs) Um, Incidentally, you can find his set now with the broken helmet. Can you really? (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) cool. But if you look back at the original Ultimate Collector Series Lego Star Wars that came out, you had... 
the, the, the giant the original fucking Death Star that was like three feet long well, or that three was, feet wide. That was the second generation. The first ones that came out were the TIE Interceptor and the X-Wing. Oh, yeah. The, they were 18 inches? Oh, uh, they were bigger than that. Oh, are you kidding? They were actually in scale with three and three-quarter inch figures. I can fit a G.I. Joe figure in that X-Wing and in the TIE Interceptor with no problem. It was Why like they were Why would you put G.I. Joe in Star Wars? Uh, because the Star Wars figures wouldn't fit because of their articulation. So, mm. I, so I wanted to put at least somebody in there to kind of heat it up. And I had a, <laughs> a F-22 Raptor that I bought for G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. And I took the pilot out of that and actually put him in the X-Wing because it actually looked kind of cool. But he fit in there perfectly. Like the like the the console, uh, the joystick and the console moved up. It, it pivoted up so you can actually put somebody in there, mm-hmm. uh, and then you put the console down. And you shut the door, and it's just like a, an actual figure was meant for that seat. Same thing with the tie interceptor. You just dropped them in right at the top and put the console right up against them, and it was fine. It was perfect. So it was almost like they were meant for three and three quarter figures. Uh-huh. Uh, the next one to come out after that was a Rebel Blockade Runner. Now that didn't have, you couldn't put any figures in that because it wasn't to scale with the other Ultimate Collector Series Legos. Uh, and then after that was the Super, or was the Star Destroyer, which was two feet long, no, 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 three feet long, two feet wide, and almost two feet tall. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned that on the podcast before. It took me almost a good four weeks to put that thing together. Working on that fucking at night after I get off of work, you know, those panels on there was just fucking insane. But I love that thing. The only thing I'm, the only problem that I'm seeing with it is that over time, mm-hmm. the straight, some of the straight panels are starting to buckle. They're starting to bend. Okay. From the weight of this thing. So I don't know if that's, if that's a structural flaw. And this thing doesn't move. I don't take it anywhere. I don't move it anywhere. It just stays where it is. But it's just, it, over time, the weight of everything is kind of bending. And like I mentioned before in the podcast with the Rebel Blockade Runner, is that there were rubber, there were black rubber bands that held some of the pieces together, especially in the cockpit section. And those rubber bands just dry rotted and deteriorated and snapped off. Mm-hmm. So they're just fucking laying there. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, Lego has moved to silicone uh, binding methods now. Especially with their Technic series, so they're a little bit better, but still, those those black rubber bands that they use were just utter crap. Mm-hmm. But now they've come out with so many different collector series. After the Star Destroyer, I haven't collected any because they've been too expensive. They came out with the Star Destroyer, mm-hmm. or the Super Star Destroyer. Yep, the Executor. The Executor. They came out with the Death Star, uh, the Death Star Two. Uh, what else did they come out with? They came out with a Naboo Starfighter. They came out with a Millennium Falcon, which was fucking six hundred dollars when it came out. I don't know about you, but I don't have six hundred bucks to laying around, so I'm not gonna buy a fucking six hundred dollar nope. Lego. Okay. So, you know, collecting is is definitely a lot of times. Joe's right. I mean, it's selective completionist. You know, you've got to. Uh, you've got to select what you can buy, what's in your price range. Like, say, for instance, uh, my Star Wars figures that I have, most of them are, or in fact, all of them are on cards. I don't take any Star Wars figures out. The only toys that I actually take out of the boxes is Transformers. I don't, 
Unless I get them from Japan. If I get the Henkai Transformers, I don't take those out of the box because they're worth more. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, for Episode 3 and the Blue Carded Saga series... Uh, I've got all those up on my wall. None of them are, are taken out of the box, but I have those complete collections. Like, I have every figure in those carded series. Uh, that's a completionist issue right there. Um, I won't go out and buy, like, Power of the Force. I have maybe three figures of yeah. Power of the Force. I won't mm-hmm. go out and buy the rest. It's just not worth it. But the problem is, is that, uh, nowadays, they're doing so many repacks. And I'm not talking about the Black Series that has come out within this past year. Those are hyper-detailed. They're much better than the original figures. They have a hell of a lot more articulation and more mm-hmm. uh, more accessories with them. Like they're, They cost more, obviously, because you pay for what you get. Okay? Yeah. But back the years previous, especially with the Blue Carded Saga, when they moved to the Black Series... It was just crazy because, excuse me, I got something caught in my throat, <laughs> and it's not a dick, thank you. Uh, <laughs> they were repackaging the figures, the same figures, right? So they, it was you're not you're you're paying for the same exact figure, just different packaging, yeah. And they were charging more for them. The prices have gone up significantly. When I was originally purchasing the blue carded saga figures from episode two. And uh, before they came out with the episode three, uh, they were maybe two, three dollars a piece, especially from KB Toys. Sometimes you can see them for four or five uh, from like Walmart or something like that, or even Toys R Us had them for like five, mm-hmm. and that was okay because you can get, you know, if you if if you got paid enough that week, sure you could go and get three or four figures that came out from the Case Fresh, from from Case Fresh, but now. These figures are ten bucks a piece, and you're buying and you're paying more for less. Yep. You're getting less figure for more money, and it just pisses me off. That's why I won't buy them anymore. I refuse to buy Star Wars figures anymore. They look cool. I'm not going to say they don't, but that's just I'm not going to do it. I'm absolutely not going to do it. Uh, the one thing that I will buy that I'm waiting to come out, and I don't know when it will come out, mm-hmm. uh, but it's the Scout Trooper with the speeder bike. The Black Series Scout mm-hmm. Trooper speeder bike, uh, which I think is what thirty bucks or something like that. It's like two, twenty or thirty. <laughs> that I'll probably pick up. I have an original Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the it's the taller black one, not the little three and three quarter. It's the taller. Was a fourteen inch or eight or sixteen inch? Oh God, you're talking like this big. Right now. <laughs> That's not sixteen inches. <laughs> Keep going. No, down. No, that's that's twelve inch right there. No, it's no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, no, it's, no, it's not. no, I don't. But that's not twelve inches. Yes, it it's like, is. That is about twelve. A ruler inches. Ruler like this. Yeah, that's about twelve inches. What? This is a few <laughs> inches taller than that, so maybe fourteen inches. I don't know what this is. This is like two that's feet. Like two feet. <laughs> no one, like no wonder, off. no wonder Frank's confused about the length of things. <laughs> hey, I've got almost a full <laughs> bottle of Absolute in me, so my my view of measurements is a little skewed right now. That's why I'll tell you my dick is two inches from the ground. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, kind of went there. Like Twelve I? feet from the ground. <laughs> That means I would actually have to get up on a ladder and make myself taller for it to be 12 feet on the ground. Who gets six feet from the ground? Oh, God, Leroy. 
Dude, you know, dude. and just just on a side note, I just wanted to point this out because this has been fucking bugging me. I'm gonna want to laugh at this. <laughs> I've got my laptop up. All of us have got our own laptops up. Well, apparently, when I mute my mic here on my laptop, apparently Google still picks it up, and it says, uh, "Oh, the first call girl <laughs> was good, so say it again. Yes, I appreciate what you're doing for me." Something like that. <laughs> so Google is taking my conversation and just putting it in the Google search. Uh, Joe says, you know the problem with toilets? That the water is cold and deep. <laughs> so Joe's got a problem that I've never experienced before, except when standing in urinals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I take a sip of my cherry vodka. Nummy. <laughs> Delicioso. Uh, so, anyways, oh, a urinal is higher or lower than a toilet. Well, it's higher than a toilet, Joe. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, Do you <laughs> shit in a urinal? Yeah, urinal? it depends on the urinal. Oh, you're Whoa. talking about the like, <laughs> like the ones with the baseball games and stuff. Yeah, those are troughs. Leader. Whatever, it's still fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there's a video? No, 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 not a sink. <laughs> While standing, dumb fuck. <laughs> That's what Joe says. <laughs> That's awesome. Did, no, did you see the... I'm not talking about Wrigley, where it's, you piss in the sinks. It's not the sinks, they're troughs. That's what I'm they're saying. I'm talking about the urinals, they're in the wall, they go from... Yeah, the, the, the floors, <laughs> yeah. they stand up. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Fucker. But there's actually a video out there of somebody who got on the top of one of those troughs... After everybody got done pissing in them and fucking did a did a a, a face dive <laughs> through all this piss, oh, oh so gross. Yeah, but you know what? He probably got like over a million views and getting paid. Oh god, are you kidding me? Yeah, Shit, why he's I getting paid that? enough to fucking go to the hospital because he's got AIDS now. Mm-hmm. You can't get AIDS. Oh, no. <laughs> Who knows what the hell you could get from a fucking piss trough at a goddamn oh. baseball game? Yeah, I had my buddy with a bucket of alcohol afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no shit. Standing by, I, I'd be I'd be squirting him with antibacterial hand sanitizer for an hour after I got done with that. I wouldn't let him get in my car. I'd risk if you did something like that. I would risk looking at your dick so you could so you could take off all your clothes before you got in my car. If I drove. Like that's gross, dude. That's so. I fucking would nasty. risk looking at it. I would risk looking at it because I don't want to stare at Leroy's penis. That's how he said last night. That was in my mouth. That was a little bit different, okay? It's different when it's inside. Well, I guess you can't see when the balls are over your eyes. Exactly. That's, you know, Roman face mask. I mean, that's what it's called. Or, or as Joe would say, dropping the buoys. Wait, let's see if I can do it. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, we are so fucking easily amused. Uh, we? We, uh, <laughs> I. I'm bored. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, Leroy's fucking yawning and falling asleep over here. Well, to get Leroy going, uh, yeah, you've got uh, a little bit of surface. Uh, no, I surface got nothing. Time. You ain't got nothing on it? Got nothing on it. Got nothing. Come on, you gotta have got something nothing. on it. Come on, before the cast, you are talking about the got battery life. Yeah, talk <laughs> so about battery life. I mean. Talking about the battery life. <laughs> that it was like, you haven't charged it all week. It's long. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they call it long dong tablet. <laughs> God. Oh god, this cherry is so good. Mm. I'm totally gonna finish that bottle by the end of the night anyway. It's already finished. <laughs> well, it's in my cup. Uh, it's like like it's up here, so I've still got a little ways to go yet. Uh, so, anyways, what else? What else we got going on in the spectrum? I'm kind of done talking about my shit here. For once. <laughs> Um, I'm excited because MTV is making the Shannara series from Tara, Terry Brooks okay. into a TV show. Explain a little bit. I have no clue of what you're talking about on here. Um, it's a fantasy, uh, fantasy story, kind of along the same lines as Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's... Well, several books in the series, but they're actually going to start with uh, one of the ones that deals with there's these three magical items, and each book is dedicated to an adventure with these magical items. Okay. Um, and the one they're going to start with is actually my favorite book. It's going to be the Elf Stones of Shannara, and there are these three stones that had the power to repel demons from hell. Well, I forget what they call it, the darkness or something, but basically from hell. Mm. But the characters in the book are pursued by this ultimate reaper demon throughout the entire thing. So it, it sounds interesting. And Terry Brooks is going to be a producer along with John Favreau. John Favreau is going to be involved in it. Yep. That's He's going to be producer, possibly directing one or two, depending on how his schedule works out. Hmm. So, but they're all really excited about it. I think it's interesting. I really enjoy the books. I've been reading his extended series from there. You know what it reminds me of? The way that you describe it, it reminds me a lot of Inuyasha. Except less dog and less giant sword. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, the the ten, the ten and the ten Sega, right? Yeah, Sashomaru's uh, sword and uh, Kagome. Yeah. Kagome, Inuyasha, Kagome, Inuyasha, Kagome. Those American translated ones are horrible. <laughs> they were pretty bad. Jeez. But then again, didn't Steve Bloom do a, a voice for Inuyasha? Could have sworn he was somebody in there. Samurai Champloo, I don't know about Inuyasha. Oh, God, that guy's been in fucking everything. <laughs> uh, he was right. a lot of voices for the Transformers games, too. And Transformers show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Starscream. Starscream. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep, yep, well, yep. that's, that's going to be kind of interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a different anime, because... It's not going to be animated. It's not? What is it going to be? It's going to be live action. Oh, it's gonna be. I thought it was gonna be an animated show. Not from what I was reading. It's supposed to be a live oh, action. Okay, I thought it was gonna be an anime. My fault. Nope. I apologize. I'm excited. Um. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing how that kind of pans out a little bit. It's almost like you're yep. taking an anime series and turning it into a live action. Well, that's kind of exactly what you're doing, really. Kinda. But uh, that'd be kind of interesting to see. That's why I was like, John Favreau. I mean, why would he be involved in anime? Because that yeah. doesn't sound right. Yeah, not, not supposed to be animated. Now they could change that, but <clears throat> not supposed to be. Well, that'd be that'd be kind of interesting to see. Yep, I'm excited. So, but uh, what else? I'm uh, good for anything sci-fi. Oh yeah, sci-fi is just the way to go. Frank's seal approval. No, 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 no. You gotta say it right. <laughs> you gotta say it right. Frank's seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have that little <laughs> in there. <laughs> Uh, by the way, were you working on a meme while we were uh, while we were talking? I started to. Did you? I'm working right. 
Photoshop's new feature I'm not used to, where it doesn't take out the color, it it replaces the color. So if you delete everything, it replaces oh. it with, with the color instead of just going through a clear background, basically. But yeah. Whatever. Something I'll work out. And we will get that up on the website, which is www.geeksmog.com. <laughs> do you realize that's the third time I've plugged our yes. home website this, this yes. episode? That's what yeah. we're trying to do. Yeah. They, they, you shouldn't have to because they should know it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, Absolute Vodka is kind of kicking in, so uh, it's pawning it. It's pawning it. Okay, well, we don't have too much time left. We're going we're gonna to kind of cut it, uh, cut it down a little bit today. Um, one final topic that we can kind of get into, unless, unless Rob has got more. Do you, you got anything else that you want to bring up there, Rob, before I get into what I was going to do? I'm good. Okay. Leroy? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I, I started a, uh, a little thread on the United Federation of Planets group on Facebook, which I highly recommend that you go check out. Because there's a lot of people that post a lot of custom stuff on there. Uh, somebody posted a Lego version of the Intrepid series Voyager ship from, obviously, the Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also posted on there um, some Star Trek Transformers. They took the Enterprise E mm-hmm. and made a Transformer out of it, mm-hmm. which was pretty badass. And, I'll, and I might actually uh, f- see if I can find that picture and post it up on our Facebook page. But uh, one of the threads that I started was, what is your favorite Star Trek movie and why? So, Rob, Leroy, I want to get your... And, Joe, you can chime in on this, too, because I know you've seen the, the, the Star Trek movies and everything. So, uh, Rob, let's start with you. What, what, what do you think? What's your favorite Star Wars Star Trek movie and why? Dead now, are we going <laughs> of all time or by era? Well, you can't go by era because they all connect with each other. Yeah, but you can still go by era because I have favorites in each era. Okay, well let's 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 start with era and then go all time. <clears throat> um, from the original, uh, Khan. Okay. Uh, from the Next Generation, First Contact. Okay. And from the new reboot movies, Into Darkness. I highly agree with you on that. Um. And then all time, all time I would have to say probably Rathacon. No, I take that back. All time is the undiscovered country. Really? Yep. Why is that? You can't beat Christopher Plummer as a Klingon. <sighs> In space, all warriors are cold warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm, God, the special effects in that man. movie and the story, it was just really, really good. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And before I get into my opinion, Leroy, what do you think? I just like the new ones because they're actually up to date in uh, special effects to make well, it look more realistic. But which one do you like better? Do you like the, the, the... I like the first one better. The first one? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, I just like it better. See, I liked Into Darkness better. <laughs> like, if, if you're going new series, I liked Into Darkness better. I liked the original... Uh, the original J.J. Abrams remake, only because it was the brand new, fresh face of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a, it was nothing that we've seen before, and it was it was just absolutely amazing. The cast was amazing. The writing was amazing. The whole movie was a plus. I, th- I thought it was just perfect, all except for lens flare. Yeah, even that doesn't bother me. 
See, you I watch enough of his movies and then you just get used to it. I, you, you do, you, you really do. But I, I kind of that's why they cut the lens flare down in Into Darkness as opposed to you know. Still the, didn't bother me as much. Two thousand nine started. Yeah, I didn't bother me. Uh, Joe says the undiscovered country, uh, and then first contact for his epic Borg battles yep. and Nemesis. I thought Nemesis was good, but not quite as good as First Contact. Uh, I think one of the reasons why First Contact was so much better is because Jonathan Frakes directed it. Yeah, he's a pretty good director. He is an amazing director. I I really like him as a director. Plus, I really liked Alice Creech as the the board board queen. The board queen. Yeah, you bet. Well, the fact that they had her back for the final Voyager was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I don't. I am. I am an outspoken Voyager hater. I don't like that series at all. We've kind of touched on that in, in previous episodes. Um, yeah. But I don't yeah. like Voyager at all. I will sit there and watch it. I've seen all of them. I have watched the entire series. I watched all of the series. 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 <laughs> yes. I won't ever watch Enterprise again. No. Are you kidding? No. 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 I. We don't consider that's not canon. We don't consider that a Star Trek series. That is not. Go away with Enterprise. Be gone. Be gone. One of my friends is watching it right now. So, I'm sorry. Well, he's a big Star Trek fan, and as a Star Trek fan, you have to watch the series once because yes, it's a Star do. Trek series. However, I told him, and you know, there's people, and we were we were talking about this, and there's people that are telling him, "Oh, it's the greatest series ever." And I said, "Okay, there are two words that I can tell. No, there's one word that I can tell you that completely shoots down anybody that says that's a good series." Okay, which is the Borg. Oh yeah, yeah, because completely blows it out of the water is a good series. Yes, it does. Gone, and I'll tell you why (laughs) is because that timeline is now skewed because of what they did. Yep. Apparently now, because of the Enterprise Borg episode, Mm -hmm. the Borg had made contact before Picard made contact. That's correct. TNG. So it threw everything off. Everybody's announced in its completely own separate universe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know what? It also did it with the Klingons, though, too. Because, if you remember correctly... They didn't put the smooth-headed Klingons out. They didn't. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But I do have to give it to Enterprise because they did explain why the Klingons now have... The rigid headpieces is because those. Yeah, but does that explanation were... still hold now that it's a different timeline? Uh, most people say yes. Most, most people, people are yes. probably wrong. Well, <laughs> the reason why I say most people, and, and Joe says it does. Joe says it does. No, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe says it's canon because the collective were separate in the series. Doesn't matter, they're still Borg. Mm, Even if they're separate, it's still Borg. It's debatable. It's, it's totally still Borg. But Even if the collective was separate, when they came together to be to form the collective, they would have integrated the knowledge of finding the Enterprise. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give there. you that. I'll give you that. But you have to give it to Enterprise, <laughs> though. What? Joe's just, no! <laughs> He's got the con no going on here. <laughs> oh, there it is. I didn't see it pop up. Like I was like, what are you talking about? Yep. Uh, the Borg in the Delta Quadrant didn't know about Earth. Uh, at, at the time. It doesn't matter. Q says yeah. this is the first time that Earthlings are introduced to this thing. Right, because it was Q the whole made the point. appearance in that episode. Yep, it was the whole... He sends them out there. <laughs> Joseph <laughs> Q's a fag. <laughs> well, that's a whole different debate. 
Hey, listen, <laughs> we're not making fun of John Delancey here because he is fucking awesome. That guy's great. John Delancey is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. He really is. I amazing. met him at Comic Con. I didn't get his autograph last time I met him. I I was uh, I was in line to get Avery Brooks, and he was in the booth next to us. And I was kind of talking to him while I was waiting. It was really cool. He's a really sweet guy. Yeah. Uh, but I, man, if if he wasn't charging $80 for his autograph, I fucking would have got it. I mean, it was just fucking insane. But I do have to hand it to Enterprise because uh, they did touch on the fact about the genetically engineered Klingons, and that's why they were smoothed head and human-looking. Mm-hmm. In the original series. Infiltrators. Yeah, so they did kind of explain that a little bit. And even in uh, one of the DS9 episodes, and I'm going to read all these uh, comments in a second here, but in the DS9 episode where uh, Dax, Cisco, O'Brien, and Worf go back in time to the Tribbles. Favorite episode of DS9. Love Favorite episode. I thought that the the way they integrated that was amazing. Yes, it was seamless. It was yes, perfectly seamless. It was. Oh, and uh, and uh, um, let's see who else went. Uh, what's his name? Uh. Fuck, shapeshifter. Uh, Odo. Odo, thank you. I, man, I was drawing a blank. That's my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. Odo. Uh, th- he even said, because Odo and Worf were sitting at the table waiting for the drink mm-hmm. at, the, at the K9 station. And he asked and him he about asked it. Him, yeah, he's like, Worf's why like, are they smooth We don't talk about that. Yes, that's a point in our history that we don't talk about. So, <laughs> Joseph's fucked that guy, too. <laughs> It's so great. Well, let me catch you up on what Joe has been saying here. So Q is a fact. Was the Q continuum wanted Q out? So who says uh, who says he's all knowing? Well, we all know he's all knowing. He's a Q. I mean, he knew the Q continuum wanted him out. Exactly. He was just thumbing his nose at them just because he's an <laughs> asshole. Right. And Joe calls shenanigans on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says you're a blasphemer. Uh, and then he says uh, he wishes the station would fall into a goddamn wormhole. Non-movies <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> DS9 was awesome. DS9 started off slow as they were establishing a whole life on the station and everything. Okay, DS9 over Babylon 5. I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but Babylon 5 was good. I like Babylon 5 a lot. But DS9 was was Star Trek. So it it was a little bit better. Now, the best part the DS9 did was when the Dominion War took place. Oh, the Defiant is my favorite starship, hands down. (laughs) (laughs) Joe says non-moving like a bowel movement. (laughs) Shit. Gay trek. (laughs) Come on, Joe. The Defiant is my favorite starship, hands down. Well, it's the most powerful and most maneuverable. It's overpowered and it's over-engined. I mean, they had Depends on whether or not you take the Phoenix into account. The Phoenix? Mm -hmm. Talking Marvel? Is she going to come out of the water and fuck Cyclops, or what's going on? The Phoenix was from uh, Voyager. That's the episode where Doctor gets sent through the pinhole wormhole and meets Andy Dick. Oh, that's with the ship that, that separates that into, into three, three spots and then starts shooting from three different directions? Yeah. Now, that could technically be more powerful than the Defiant, but it never shows up anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. That, so well, it's it was, like... It's almost like the Voyager episode with the Prometheus. (laughs) 
Joe says fucking Shapeshifter is a community CW drama. Fucking hate that show. (laughs) Come on, it wasn't. I think I think Joe has been disqualified as a Star Trek fan. Oh, your Star Trek card has been pulled, and not by me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's it's like the Voyager episode with the Prometheus when they found that experimental ship. And they and they found it, it. It looked like a Starfleet vessel. Mm-hmm. It was the USS Prometheus. Mm-hmm. It was that diamond slot type of hull, you know. Yep. And it was a that that quantum drive. Mm-hmm. But then they found out that it was built by aliens that had no existence anywhere else except for this one instance. Yep. That's why I fucking hate Voyagers because they're never continuous. There's no continuity with that's that correct. show ever. But that's the, whole, that's the whole point. Is it's supposed to be like that? They're in the middle of. It's basically they were dumped in the middle of nowhere and said, go home. That's exactly what they were. <laughs> that's exactly it. Okay, well, that's the thing. is That's what opened it up. It is, there didn't have to be continuity. They're zipping oh. as fast as they can across. I mean, they're just shooting across. And you'll pick oh. it up. You'll pick up the show, and it's been months in time. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, so all this stuff has happened in those months, but you know they don't. They only reference it back once or twice, and that's fine. You know what? I like that because I like that the whole, you know, all on their own on the frontier kind of yeah. thing. Because that's exactly the way the original Star Trek was. It was because it was the five year mission. Exactly, they were out on the edge of space. They're going everywhere. Now, Joe says, Rob is mucky scum. <laughs> you, you could start Deep Space Nine in the middle and never have missed anything, I which would, is I would right. Technically I would say that. That, that's, that that's true. I wouldn't say exactly in the middle, but pretty mm, close pretty to close it. Pretty close to it, because all, most of those episodes, even though they dealt with the Dominion Wars and the Klingon Wars, too, because... Mm-hmm. Of, that's a big part of that whole series, too. But there's a few standalones that are Like, some of the episodes yeah. with Garrick, the standalone episodes dealing with his history and his current status and stuff mm-hmm. like that, those are really fascinating because that was old-school spy intrigue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, see, but that, again, led into the Dominion Wars when they got captured because Garrick's father, that's the one where they finally found General, uh, what's his name? And the eye missing. Uh, 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 shit, I'm drawing a blank now. You got Klingon. Yeah, uh, General Martok. Martok, thank you. When they found him in the in that asteroid <laughs> penal facility, <laughs> Joe says every time a starship left, I wanted to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include the Enterprise that showed up in the first episode with Jean Luc Picard of DS9? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, that you know what? Let's face it. That first episode of DS Nine, it was kind of weird, but it was really the cool first at season the same was weird. Time. Yeah, it let's was. Let's face it. Was it was the first season, Kira was stupid in the first season. She was, and Odo <laughs> was really strange looking. Rene Aubergeois, that's the actor's name who plays Odo. You didn't know that? Uh, no, I did. But I'm just saying that's oh. that's his name. But he you also could have asked me that played, five minutes ago. I could have told you right away. I, I, well, I'm telling our fans. I'm telling, he's, he's playing I'm telling a whole the bunch fans of other that, stuff. I'm telling the fans <laughs> that we don't have that Odo is uh, Rene Ojeda. <laughs> but yes, um, yes, the first season was pretty terrible. The second season got better, but still, <laughs> still not great. <laughs> but in the second season, Odo, Kira Norris, they all had a makeover as opposed to their characters. Yes. They were completely different. The one character that was consistent through the entire thing that you hated through the entire series, didn't matter what happened, 
was um, Quark. No, no, Quark was awesome. I love all the Ferengi episodes of Quark. It's hilarious. <laughs> no, um, uh, the Cardassian commander. Oh, I just had his name. Now I'm going blank. Golducott. Golducott. Thank you. He's just the slimiest, most disgusting character. Well, yeah. But the guy who played him did such a good job playing that role and that he, you hate him even when he's good. And I'm yeah. using air quotes here. You know, like, it's really kind of good. <laughs> Sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. <laughs> No, that's Doctor Evil, not Chris Farley. But yeah, no, but he was still doing the he was still doing the air quotes. No, he wasn't. Sharks with freaking laser beams no, on their face. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. That video. No. Was no, he wasn't. When Scotty gives him the sharks of laser beams, he does not use air quotes. No, he doesn't. But in uh, in Goldmember, he does that. In gold... You got me sharks with freaking laser beams on their freaking head. Yeah, but he doesn't use air quotes when he actually gets yes, them. He, he uses air quotes when he's talking about it. My brain but hurts. anyway, <laughs> even when he was good, quote unquote, you just hated him because you knew something slimy was going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, early Garrick, no, Garrick. What am I talking about, Garrick? Early Gul Dukat in the in the TNG series, he actually played Gul Maset. Yep. You remember that? Mm-hmm. That's when the that's when the Cardassians were first introduced into the Star Trek genre. Yep. In that series, so you just recognize that helmets. voice. You just recognize that voice. Oh yeah. Well, his look is is all. The it's same. very similar. It's actually a yeah. little bit different between the two shows, but that voice. Oh, oh yeah, he's yeah. got that same voice, and it's just, it sounds uh, serpentine yeah. and slimy. Mm-hmm. You know. But they had those weird helmets that went kind of like around halfway their head down. Yeah. With the thing here. Yeah. But he also had when he was Gulmaset, he had those little weird. Little fur patches mm-hmm. on the sides of his cheek here. Yeah, they totally cut those out. Yeah, so well, they no were the definitely more reptilian saw. look. Yeah, no Cardassian that you saw after that had any facial hair whatsoever. No, nope. like they were completely free of facial hair. It was it was weird. <laughs> now, one thing that definitely could have come out of that show is the whole Bajorans and Cardassians and occupation and After Effects, all that stuff. That was just all kind of boring. Well, it got. I think. In my opinion, it got too religious for a little while. Because there was this religious, whole... but it did get awfully preachy yeah. about, you know, the effects of war and all this stuff. Well, the whole the whole wormhole effect, the wormhole aliens, um, and with Cisco being the emissary and everything. Yeah, that was like all that. just kind of weird. Yeah, that's why I thought the first episode was rather rather strange because they there was a really heavy influence on the emissary. Yeah, where he point. teaches them about time by playing baseball. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so basically, he starts off in the first episode hating Picard because he killed his fucking wife. Right? Yep. He couldn't stand Picard. And then in the end of that episode, he's all like, oh, Picard's kind of cool because now I'm the emissary and I know how to forgive. Like, I, don't know, really? I don't know if he thought Picard's kind of cool, but he... He accepted him. He accepted him. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be best buddies. Remember, <laughs> as Q said, Picard never hit me. I am not Picard. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Right? Um, so, but there's a lot of standalone episodes that I liked. All the Ferengi episodes are cool. Mm-hmm. The Garrick ones with all that intrigue and stuff were cool. Uh, the Q episodes are fun. Mm-hmm. I always like Q showing up in those, even in Voyager. 
He was awesome when he showed up. How many how many Voyager episodes did he do? I think he was only six like, or seven. Really? I thought it was only like three or four. No. I didn't think it was that. I didn't think it was that many. He's in the first one where he shows up. Then he's in the one where he wants Janeway to uh, have a baby with him. That leads into a battle on a different planet because he transports them, and it's into the Q continuum where they have to help fight the battles. And then after they have the baby, Janeway gets to babysit. Okay, that's weird. Now, uh, now, let, now, let me just point out by saying I have seen all of the uh, all of the Star Trek episodes of every series, every single one. But when I was watching them, they were still on TV when it was Voyager. I I haven't you gone also back. Don't remember stuff the way I do from I, TV shows and movies. Yeah, you've got an idyllic memory though, so you can you remember that stuff better than I do. Yeah. But I mean, I just didn't like Voyager, so it never stuck in my head. DS9, TNG, the original series. That's See, I like Voyager. Story. The only characters I didn't like in Voyager were the Kazon. <laughs> Cro-Magnon Klingons. Yeah, th- those were kind of dumb. Other than that, the Herojin were awesome. Yes, the Herojin with Tony Todd. Yes. Where he was one the of Herogen the Herojin. The Herojin were awesome. Mm-hmm. Species 8472. Yeah. The only species to defy the Borg and do it successfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was good. Joe agrees with that. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but you know some of the other stuff in there, even the intercrew stuff, as they integrate the Maquis and start their different relationships, and they don't have any place where they can get off and change crew. They're stuck. Yeah, they're stuck. You know, and they have to deal with that. And I, I like the way they did that. And then, of course, there's Jerry Ryan. Meh. She's kind of manly oh, for me. Oh, there's Jerry Ryan. I don't know, man. I'm a six girl. I, I like uh, I just Jerry like Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big fan of Jerry Ryan, actually. I think she's rather mannish. I never was really attracted to her. I'll be gay for her. <laughs> You'll take it up the ass for Jerry Ryan. <laughs> now, Deanna Troy. Leroy's hanging his head in shame over here because he agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's... Okay, now let me bring up a topic that even Leroy can get in on. Okay? Maybe. Favorite... I don't know, our Geek Million's failing here. <laughs> I don't know. But I want to include him in on this, because I want to get your opinion. It's fine. Okay. Favorite starship. And why? No clue. Come on, or, can you pick one of them? No, okay. I don't know the names of these things. Okay, again, see, this is... Favorite starship overall? Overall, out USS of all the Defiant. series, out of all the series, out of all the movies, USS Defiant. Okay, all right. But then I've got favorites in each series. I've got favorites in each movie. All right, let's go with that then, real quick. <laughs> original series, yeah. I like the original Enterprise. Okay, the the, the NCC one seven zero one no letter designation that was before the refit. Of the yes. motion picture. Yes. The, uh, what was that class? Crap. Constitution class. Constitution class. class. Thank you. Um, yes, I like that. TNG series? I have to really say I like the Romulan Bird of Prey. That mm. double hole with the big hook nose. Romulan Bird of Prey is awesome. Dorcha class, I think that's what they called that. Well, in the, in the D Space Nine, they finally pull out the full size clan battle cruiser. Okay. The Which Fatang is, class. Yes. The yes. huge, giant, just massive battleship. Which was featured in what Next Generation episode? Bonus points if you get this. 
Next Generation episode, they had the they had the V10 class. It yes. wasn't the same one they had DS9, though. No. no. It was the smaller version. Um, Prototype version. That's debatable, but yes. Um, that would be the Klingon Civil War against the uh, House of Duras. Wrong! Eh! Eh! Pretty sure all that's good things. Talk about the V ten class. Nope, it was all good things because it was the ship that got destroyed by the major laser under the refit Enterprise E or Enterprise D. The USS Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> USS Vengeance, right? Yeah, in in the very last ep- very last episode of TNG, all good things. That two parter. Okay, it was the Klingon ship that was destroyed by the massive laser under the Trinacel Enterprise. Enterprise D. It's the one where they yes, came from you under it, yes. like this, and then that that, that the yeah. beam comes up and it just falls apart after that. <laughs> yeah, but if you see it in that one, but it's talked about in the Klingon Civil War. But that's a different. That's a that's a that's a voice the class. first time it's appeared. No, it was the V ten class. No, they no, talk no. about the V ten class. They talk about one of the V ten classes being destroyed by the Duras group. I don't think that was a V ten. That was a Vorcha class. We're gonna have to look this up because the Vorches are the smaller ones; they're just regular battle cruisers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'd have to <laughs> anyway, say. Well, yeah, go ahead. Um, There's a couple from of yeah. from the original movies. Um, <laughs> the uh, bird of prey that could firewall cloaked mm, the prototype. on Discover Country. Yep. Okay. Um, next generation. I I have to go with the Borg cubes. Really? I have to go with the Borg cubes. <laughs> hmm. That's an interesting it, it's pick. it's a toss up because I also really liked um from Nemesis the actual Nemesis ship. Oh, with the, the great uh, big wings that spread out and everything. Yeah. Oh God, I can't remember what class that ship was. Because they because after that happened in the lore in the books and the, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that was actually a Romulan ship that was taken over. Like they they took that over from the, uh, oh hell, what was the fucking uh, race called that was on that moon? Race in the moon. Yeah, uh, Shinzon's uh, Praetor. Uh, no, 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 Praetor was the Shinzon. Uh, Shinzon's right hand, who was played by Ron Perlman. Uh, what was his his. Uh, he was, called. uh. I can't remember what his race was called. Oh, crap, son of a bitch. It's on the tip of my fucking tongue. <laughs> Reman! Yeah, that's Reman, it. Thank you, yeah. Joe. Joe, oh man, good, good fucking. Remus, because quick... Romulus and Reman. Yes. The Reman Warbird Scimitar. Scimitar. That's there what it was called. Yes, the Scimitar. So I think that they actually renamed it the Scimitar class after that because the Romulans yeah. took over that design because it but had that the Tholian, awesome it had the Tholian, uh, the Theta radiation weapon that they completely took out of that. Uh, can't take my truck card, bitches. That's what Joe <laughs> says. <laughs> good, good job, Joe. Uh, really, really cool on that. Joe sent us a picture of this USS Vengeance. Yep, it's got um, the hole in the ring. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, because that was the one from Into Darkness. Yes. Yeah, so Joe is going with Into Darkness. Uh, I really like that one. I, I thought I, it was. I thought it was a little big. Yeah, it was a lot. It was overkill. Yeah, a little bit. It was. It was awesome looking, though. Well, especially, especially what really they was. did with the engine sounds in it. That. Well, you know? for an original era ish ship. 
you know, because it's supposed to be like original era. Mm-hmm. You know, I I did think that yes, it was big and overkill. I would say it's probably the equivalent of a Galaxy class, mm, which was the D. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Can you name all the classes for all the all the Enterprises? Constitution. That was that was before refit. Uh, Nebula class. No Nebula Galaxy class. class. Nebula class, I think, is the Enterprise E. I don't think that was a Nebula class. That was a... Joseph's no, Dreadnought was... class was the, was the second one. Dreadnought the, class? The no, B was I don't not think a dreadnought. so. No, I think C was a Dreadnought class. No, C was the Ambassador class. Oh, that's right. C was the Ambassador class. That's the lost one. Yeah. D was, D was Galaxy. Oh, the Vengeance is a the Vengeance is a Dreadnought class. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joe's got that right. Yeah, but I think it's the equivalent of a Galaxy class. Yeah, right? I'd say so. It was. It's like the size of an Enterprise D. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we've got the before refit. I don't know what it was after refit. It wasn't. A it was still considered class. Con- Constitution class because the only thing that they refitted. But they changed it. The only thing in one that of the they movies. changed was the engines, though. Yeah, they, but they changed no the class change. in one of the movies. They didn't call it a Constitution. They called it a Ryan class then. I'd have to look that up, actually. But I could have sworn it was just a Constitution class. It was still Constitution. It was it was like before refit and after refit. Yeah, which was the A and the B. Right. C was the Ambassador class. D no, was no, no, the no. Galaxy no, class. No, B. B was the Excelsior class. Which is... That was from Generations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the B was the Excelsior class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you only see that in the one movie for like three minutes. Right. Um, C was the Ambassador class. Uh, D was a Galaxy class. E, I'm pretty sure, is a Nebula class. No, it's Sovereign class. Sovereign class? Yes. Sovereign. Hmm. Yes. It is Sovereign class. Joe right. says, man, all this makes me wish they'd make a Mass Effect TV show. I oh. agree. 100%. Fund it. Take all my I don't care if it be animated now. or live action. Who would you... Doesn't matter. I mean, I know we're totally switching gears here. But just for argument's sake, Leroy, you can jump in on this. Yes, you can <laughs> no, because you played Mass no, Effect. I haven't played haven't them you? yet. I have them. All right, well, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would you have play Commander Shepard? And Joe is right when he says Star Trek: Next Generation writers and director. Absolutely. Hmm. Who to play Shepard would be interesting. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, too young. No, no. Too young. Shepard's older. Shepard's, Shepard's older when he becomes a Spectre. I would have to say. Joe says he wouldn't have Shepard. He would have it as Alliance Focus series. That might be pretty good too. I can see that, yeah. But I would, I would have to say I would go with Josh Brolin. Really? No, too old. That's too old. Mm, he can look younger though. Uh, he's, uh, it's too much. There's too much life in his face. I don't know if you can kind of get that reference at all. Um, the reason why I come up with that reference, and I'll tell you why. Men in Black 3, when <laughs> Will Smith goes back in time, obviously, yeah. and he says, how old are you? He's like 29. He says, man, you got some highway miles on you. Yeah, he looked like he was fucking 40. When he was doing <laughs> Josh Brolin has a very old and wise-looking face, and I cannot see that in okay. Shepard. Luke Evans. I don't know who that is. Bart the Bowman from The Hobbit? Nope. Bad guy from The Fast and the Furious 6? 
I'd have to see it again. It was Dracula and a New Dracula Untold movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen... Okay, wait. You could have... Okay, here's what Joe says. You, you could have a gay space station drama storyline, too, for all you deep bitch nine franchise people. Uh, he says Jason Momoa. Uh, if you shave off all the hair, mm, maybe. Nah. It's that's kind of iffy because yeah, he's got that more of a barbarian style look to him. Yeah, you know, not which makes me confused how he's going to play Aquaman, who's blonde and oh, blue eyed. I, I can see him being Aquaman. I could totally see him being an Aquaman. Yep. Nah, we'll see. I can see it. So, uh, he was cool in Atlantis. You mean, well, Joe says he was cool in Atlantis, but, uh, well, you mean Stargate Atlantis? Cause I watched, yeah, Stargate Atlantis, that's what he's talking about. I didn't know he was in that. Mm, I didn't watch younger. that whole series. Yeah, he's younger. Um, well, I, just touching on this Star Trek thing again, and we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up soon. We'll wrap it up real quick here. Um, I'd have to say my favorite Enterprise or my favorite ship from original series would be the Enterprise because that was just every. The rest of the ships were kind of bitchy. Yeah, they were. They were. They really were. Even the Klingons and the Romulans were kind of bitchy. Uh, no, I actually like the Romulan Bird of Prey, which was the same as the Klingon Bird of Prey. There, there was just different paint schemes. Mm-hmm. There was no difference in there. I, I liked how they had the nacelles that were a little bit higher than the hull, and it was all one piece. I, I kind of dug that a little bit. Yeah. It was like they took the saucer section of the Enterprise and just stuck two engines on the side of it, and yeah. that was it. The two wings, yeah. Yeah. That's so probably for, what for, they did to make those models. I'm sure they did. <laughs> they kid bash so much on that. Yeah, absolutely. They tried yep. to save money. Yeah, there. You know what? I was watching the original series the other day, and I'll just bring this up real quick. I was watching the original series yesterday, actually, and I was watching the episode "Yesterday Is Tomorrow." It was where the Enterprise goes back in time. Uh, they got caught in a black a black hole or a mm-hmm. black star or something like that, and they go back to the 1950s. Yep. And uh, the uh, the Air Force sends a plane up to investigate what this UFO is. And you can totally this is tell. A P-51. Uh, no, 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 no. It was, uh, maybe it was the 60s that they, no, it was the 50s when they came back. It was a Sabre, I think. It was a, it was a U.S. Sabre. <laughs> and, um, it was a jet. It wasn't a, it wasn't a prop plane. But one of the scenes was where Kirk and Sulu beamed down to the Air Force installation to try and get, oh, and Leroy is just fucking passing out over here. Uh, <laughs> I think his eyes are going to roll out of his head. Uh, he's going to slap me in a second here. Uh, it was where Kirk and Sulu beamed down to the Air Force installation to try and retrieve the tapes from the plane yep. to, to erase all the records of, of having the Enterprise in orbit. Yep. And you can totally tell when both of them are walking through the hallways of this installation that they're just modified star, uh, Enterprise hallways. All they yep. did was change the door symbols on them and take some of the lights out of there. And that was yep. it. Like, it was just, it was really weird. Um, yes, and then Joe says the one time we're not talking about dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so favorite ship from TNG? TNG would probably be the Ferengi Marauder. 
I Giant love that design. Crab. Yeah, I love that design. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I have other favorite ships in there. Yeah. There's too many birds of prey going on there, so I don't want to say that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, not enough versatility in any of the Starfleet ships because most of them. The Nebula class was the uh, was the Farragut. Ah, yeah. That was oh, the yeah. fair. That was the Nebula class. I knew it was in there somewhere. Because there. that was just a major. That was a that was an Enterprise D hull with the nacelles on the bottom. Yep. And and a big like sensor scoop on the top. I mean that was yep. pretty much yep. it. Um. So yeah, I'd have to say the Ferengi Marauder. Uh, if you're talking Deep Space Nine, I'd have to say Defiant would be would be number one. Number two would be the Vorcha class. Klingon Destroyer. Uh, if you're going Voyager, if I have to fucking go Voyager, I'd say actually Voyager, the Intrepid class. I actually say a Delta Flyer. I did like the Delta Flyer. That was pretty slick. Especially once it got modified. Yeah. That was pretty <laughs> badass. Well, Janeway did, and in the last episode, she took that Delta Flyer type model shuttle mm-hmm. and refit it with those shields. Yep. That was pretty blade cool. of armor. Yeah, a blade of armor. Thank you. Good yep. job. <laughs> um, and then if you're gonna go the new J.J. Abrams, I'd say the the Vengeance. <laughs> I mean, I do like the 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 retake on the Constitution class on the on the Enterprise. Yeah, but the um, Vengeance is just it's so badass. Yeah, it's just the the sound of those engines is fucking intimidating. You know, Especially it's, it's, when you listen to it with your sub turned all the way up oh and you God, feel the floor shake when it comes in. You know what it reminds me a lot of? Sebulba's Pod Racer from kind episode of. one. It's got a similar tone yeah. to it. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. But you feel that power behind every single one of those. Bah, 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 yep. bah. You know that it's going fucking fast as shit. Yep. And when it was firing on the Enterprise 2, you knew it had big cannons on it. Uh, if you're going to go movies, I'd actually say... Um, Enterprise B, the Excelsior class, uh, because I love the torpedo cannons that it had on the front of it, and you only saw it in one shot. Um, Undiscover Country. That was... Sulu comes in the Excelsior class. Yeah, but it didn't have the cannons on the front of it. That was just Excelsior class. That wasn't. That was actually. I think that was the Excelsior. I don't. Think, it was the Excelsior. Yeah, but it was the first of the Excelsior class. Right, but it wasn't the refit that they used for the Enterprise he still B. He had the torpedo cannons in the front because mm-hmm. he used them. No, that was that was just phaser. Those were just phaser banks. They were not torpedo banks. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'll tell you why. I was looking at the Enterprise B and the Excelsior the other day. Yeah. With uh, just picture comparisons, the Enterprise B's got different fins on the nacelles on the hull. On the on the saucer section I mean, and on the hall, they turned into a class. They did, yeah. It was completely <laughs> utterly fit. the The Enterprise B had those double torpedo cannons yeah. on the bottom, like, and they and they zoomed in on them when they f- did that final shot of that ship after the Nexus ribbon had ripped it open. Yep. Um. So I'd have to say, movies, it would probably be that. Um. If you're going next generation movies. I'd have to say the new Romulan bird of prey from Nemesis. The huge wings that came off the side of it. It's yep. almost like they took the 
the next generation bird of prey, mm-hmm. or, or Romulan bird of prey, with a double hull, with that hull, mm-hmm. and just took that double hull out of there, and took the bottom part of the double hull and just extended it out. Yep, a little bit. There, it was pretty badass. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So, um, but I'm gonna tell you know what? Let's let's wrap it up for today. Leroy's uh, Leroy's getting a little testy. <laughs> Leroy's got testies. <laughs> Tiny ones. I see them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys got anything else you want to bring up for today, Leroy? Nope. Rob? No, I'm good. Okay. We're going to wrap it up for today, which is July 17th. No, no, no. What? What did I just say? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're July 13th. We're episode 17. Episode 17. So Thank you. You never said in the beginning. Yes, I did. <laughs> never said the episode number. Yes, I did. Go back and listen to it. I did. Uh, I, did I did. You want to bet Joe says. Time? Joe says he's good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, with a sad face. Oh, sorry, Joe. We love you, douche. <laughs> That's so great. Okay, so we're gonna wrap it up for this week, episode seventeen of the Geeks and Mock podcast. Don't uh, don't be afraid to go to www.geeksandmock.com, which is g e e k s a m o k dot com. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash geeksandmock. We're on Twitter, geeksandmock, all one word. Uh, we are on Stitcher. Joe says he's got to go to bed so he can wake up uh, for free breakfast in his uh, little hotel. Uh, if you go to our website, like I said, uh, www.geeksandmock.com, you can play the episode right from our website on the Stitcher app. Go to iTunes. Please give us some feedback. We want to hear what you guys think of our show, even if it's bad. You give us five stars, and that's awesome. I love you if you give us five stars. But if you give us one star, tell us why. We want to know why. We need some feedback from you guys. So, for uh, for Geeksamock.com, my name is Frank. Leroy. Rob. And uh, Joe says uh, his name is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Peace out, ninjas. Good night.